It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. We have the conclusion of my conversation with Doug Gray. Yesterday, we were talking about the Reds' non-tenders and what that means for them moving forward as this offseason continues to roll on, this offseason of confusion. On today's episode, we're going to talk more about what the Reds should do, what they can do, and what's most likely to happen. All that coming up here well, let's jump into it right now. I tell you what, Doug, let me let me loft you a softball, though, because you mentioned a fella. I, it's been a while since I've heard. Where is Kyle Schwarber from? Ohio. Where at in Ohio? Somewhere in the middle. Maybe, <laughs> even, maybe even a town in the middle. A town in the middle of Ohio? Something like that, yeah. I think it's between Dayton and Cincinnati. I think that's what it was. Is that, is that where the town gets named because it's between Dayton and Cincinnati? I think that's why it's like between town. No. There, there you go. Yeah. Middleton. No, no, you had, you had it right. No, no, no. It's between town. <laughs> between town. Oh, man. Let, let me ask you this. So we've now passed the period of team options, player options, tendering, non-tendering. we got the Rule 5 draft coming up, but I don't necessarily think that there's going to be any monumental movements by the Reds made in that. When it comes to free agency, if you were sitting in Nick Crawl's chair right this moment, who's the first guy you're going after? I'm not entirely sure, but it'd be a shortstop. Or are you making um, a trade? I mean, I, I, I could be making a trade. Uh, I probably wouldn't um, for a shortstop, at least. I, I think that the, the trade options that are there for a shortstop, the, the acquisition cost plus salary would be too much for the guys I would be looking at. Um, I think that I'd rather try. I, I mean, honestly, if and this is me, you know, not knowing how much money Nick Crawl and the Reds have to work with here, uh, you know, I might even overpay to try and get, you know, a guy like Didi Gregorius on a one-year or maybe even two-year deal, um, you know, kind of try and bridge that gap to Jose Garcia until he's ready. Um, you know, just because I, I think that offensively, shortstop is the only position that the Reds can realistically put somebody at sure. uh, and, and make a difference. I, every, every other position has somebody or somebody's entrenched there already. Um, you know, pitching-wise, I, I definitely think that they could upgrade. Uh, you know, losing the Cy Young Award winner does not help your pitching staff. Nope. Um, but I think that they've also got options that are quality. They may not. I mean, they're probably not going to be uh, Trevor Bauer. Um, I mean, that's 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 a big ask for anybody. Be like, oh, you know what? Why don't you come in here and throw you know full season at you know a, a, a sub two ERA? Like the, nobody should expect that from anyone. But if my 
fourth and fifth options in the in the rotation are going to be you know Michael Lorenz and Tyler Malley, uh, TJ Antone. I, you know I don't feel terrible about that. Um, if I can get an upgrade somehow, sure. But that's not going to be my first you know plan of attack. I, I'm going to try and find a shortstop. I think that that would make the biggest difference. Um, in in you know hopefully getting back to the playoffs next year. I think that's just the, the biggest weakness on the team right now is is shortstop. I'm with you, and I, I've gone back and forth as to who I think it is. Like early on, I thought, hey, let's go after Simmons, but now I'm kind of worried about his ankle. He decided to set out the final week of the season because of it, and it's not as if there's been anybody barking down his door to try and figure out if it's completely healthy right now, so there's nothing out there about that. So now I'm kind of looking at Marcus Simeon, or I'm looking at Didi, and I'm with you. I mean, if if they can get – especially if they can get them for one year. But if they can get them for two years, that's perfect. Like I've seen some reports about maybe DD will get like a three-year deal or something like that. I don't want that because then it, it feels like too long that you're pushing back the start time on Jose Garcia because I don't think he's that far off. But I, I also don't think he's ready like this year. I'm not – I don't want to see the Reds break camp with Jose Garcia as their opening day shortstop. Now, could they figure out – uh, that he is the guy during spring training. I don't know, but I'm not as optimistic. I'd rather, like you said, see them go out and sign one of these guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you have to, say, pay for three years, um, you need to be confident that the player you're signing for three years is still going to be good in three years because the time you have to commit there to, quote-unquote, bridge the gap to Jose Garcia is probably not three years. And so... You're going to have to try and figure out another thing to do with the guy that you signed for three years. Uh, one, you know, it seems like the the most reasonable option would be to trade that guy uh, whenever you feel that Jose Garcia is ready. Sure. Uh, two, if you know it's a shortstop, you know, guy can move to third base. Well, that's not happening because uh, the Reds have Eugenio Suarez locked up for I'm not even sure like five more years, four or five more years. So he's not moving off the position. Right. Slide to second base. Well, you've got Mike Mustakis over there uh, now. In theory, it may be year three he could move to first base if the Reds uh, decide that they need to do something with Joey Votto, who, well, you know, if we're all being honest with you, he's probably going to keep declining. Um, but you don't know if that's going to be a, an option either. Um, and so you have to be confident if you're paying for three years for somebody. And like you said, I, I understand the hesitation there because what are you what are you going to do if Jose Garcia is ready and you have nowhere to play him? Right. Well, then you're kind of stuck in that weird situation like, Okay, well, do we trade Jose Garcia and then not have a? We have to wait on somebody else after this, or you know, it's it's kind of like you know, this is God, I'm, I feel so old now, but it's like the Ryan Howard Jim Tomei situation. You know, Ryan Howard was stuck in AAA for like three years, hitting 50 homers a year because they had Jim Tomei at first base and they didn't have the DH, but they didn't want to trade, you know, Ryan Howard because they knew he's really good and he's the future for us. But Jim Tomei was also really good at the time, and so they couldn't. It was just a weird situation, and you don't want to get stuck in that in that scenario, um, because I, it, you know, that you feel like you're you're wasting somebody, but you don't want to get rid of them. Want to get into some quick hit storylines with you here in just a second, Doug. We're going to look at a former Red who recently retired, the Reds' brand new assistant pitching coach, and also take a look at a possible extension for Luis Castillo. 
But before we get into all of that, now's a great time to crack open a built bar. I'm talking about Cherry Bar C. I'm talking about cookies and cream. Maybe you've got some chocolate peanut butter, or you're a big fruit flavor guy. They've got all those flavors as well, and they're healthy for you. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. It's a great snack that's going to leave you feeling great too. Four grams of sugar, four grams of fat, and in some cases, up to 17 grams of protein. Check out BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. That's right, 20% off the amazing tasting Built Bar. What do you have to lose? Check him out at BuiltBar.com with the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order of the most delicious protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar for real. It's going to be your favorite snack very, very quickly. BuiltBar.com with the promo code locked on. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. A couple of quick hit things, Doug, I really appreciate your time on this, man, but uh, a couple of quick hit things to close us out here. So the Reds promoted Eric Jagers to their assistant pitching coach for the major league level. What can you tell us about him? Well, first off, I, I wrote out this in regulating nation. I kind of called it a little bit of payback to the Phillies uh, because, you know, they, they took the Reds' previous assistant pitching coach and Caleb Cotham named him their pitching coach. Well, the Reds actually stole Jagers from Philadelphia where he had worked uh, in 2018 or 2019, the Reds brought him over to be their assistant pitching coach or uh, their assistant minor league pitching coordinator. Um, you know, for the 2020 season that ended up not happening, and then he was the one of the pitching coaches that went to Prasco Park out in Mason and worked with the alternate roster guys. Um, he's you know he's one you know he's he's a drive line guy who you know does a lot of work with the you know the analytics and and stuff like that. You know he's his resume is very similar to that of Caleb Cotham's. Um, he's, he's worked with Kyle Bodie for a while. Um, and you know, he, he did work with a lot of these pitchers at, at Prasco park. So he's going to have that familiarity with a lot of the younger guys. So that's, that's good. Um, but you know, we're, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, I haven't seen anybody not say great things about him. People that are both in the industry, um, and, and, and outside of the industry. And when I say the industry, I'm talking more like the scouting and development industry. Um, and so, you know, I, I feel good about that, seeing people that aren't in the Reds organization speak very highly of him. Um, but it's, it's one of those things, too, where, you know, we, we don't exactly have a long track record of, you know, seeing what he can do either. Because, you know, even though he was hired for the 2020 season for the Reds, we didn't really get to see what he was able to do because there wasn't a minor league season and Prasco Park was kind of shut down from anything and everything unless one of the players shared, felt the need to share something. One uh, Another thing is I saw that uh, former Reds prospect Yonder Alonso officially retired. Like I think it was like a week or so ago, something like that. I, I still think of him as the Reds' first baseman of the future, right? <laughs> um. I, you know, I always thought of him as the future left fielder. No, I'm just kidding. That was really bad. That was a terrible experiment. Um, 
did not work out. I, you know, the one thing I was thinking about with with Yonder Alonso is uh, what his career would have looked like if he didn't get traded to San Diego. Uh, anywhere but San Diego. Uh, he went out there and immediately realized. I mean, this was before Petco was. You know, they've they've changed some things up at Petco. They brought the fences in. You know, it's a little bit more hitter friendly now. It's still a pitcher's ballpark, but not like it used to be. Um, and he he realized pretty quickly I can't hit home runs here. So you know he changed his entire swing, and he never really turned into the guy, the hitter that you know pretty much everybody thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. And I I just wonder you know what if what if he went literally anywhere else and didn't change his swing because he knew that he can't hit 400 foot home runs that you need to hit to hit home <laughs> runs in Petco Park. Um, but you know good for him. I mean it, it, he he seems like he was fine with the decision. You know, he had a he had a solid big league career. Uh, probably didn't turn out the way that he had hoped, but um, you know, not, nothing to be ashamed of. You know, he finished his career with 100 career home runs. Uh, he made an all-star team, and you know, he made a little bit of money along the way too. So, uh, you know, ha- happy trails, Yonder Alonso. I know you're listening. <laughs> Absolutely. And one last thing. Uh, something that I've seen a couple of different websites talking about, whether it be MajorLeagueBaseball.com or something like that, looking at possible extension candidates for the Reds here in the future – how because i think in in my mind i think it would be like almost completely removed from it but how much should the reds be considering an extension for luis castillo this offseason i mean i i think that the big thing is is how long is the extension you're talking about are you just buying out arbitration years and then say adding on a year or two i can get on board with that um if if you're going to push it further than that I, i need a lot more details um you know, I, I, I don't like bringing this up, but you know, the Reds probably are a little bit, of, a little bit gun shy about signing pitchers to long term deals sure. uh, after the Homer Bailey situation. No, I and mean, it's, it, it's if all. you if you can if you can get a you know a team friendly deal like you got with Sonny Gray, that makes sense. If I'm Luis Castillo though, I'm not signing a deal like that. I'm just not. So I like I said, I I would just need more details. Um, if you were going to do something a little bit different, and I think that Castillo is probably a guy who, if I were in his shoes, I'd be looking to do something a little bit different than that. You mentioned team-friendly deal when you talked about Sonny Gray. I just I don't see a trade out there. I know that that was reported, and people were a little worried about it, and I, I don't think that that's anything that we need to worry about as Reds fans because he, he, he does not make what your typical ace should be making, and the Reds would be silly to, you know, as it were, try to quote unquote get out from underneath that. I don't know that you could. I mean, it, I don't. You don't ever want to say no to any trade offer because you just don't know. But I'm with you. It, it's tough to see a situation where what I'd be willing to accept for Sonny Gray would be offered. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. He is Doug Gray. He is the purveyor of the Red Leg Nation and RedsMinorLeagues.com. Doug, what's coming down the pike? I know that you got a lot of great stuff up there already, but what's coming down the pike here soon on both websites? Well, at Reds Minor Leagues, I'm going to be doing a lot of Rule 5 stuff. I know you had mentioned it earlier that you didn't think much was going to happen, <laughs> and I, I, I'm with you on that because I just there wasn't a minor league season, so it's tough to really you know look at these guys and be like, oh, well, this guy did this, and you know we haven't seen a lot of these guys play in, in over a year now. Um, but you know, there, there are some names out there and there's some guys out there that actually, you know, they did play a little bit this year. Um, and, and so, you know, there's also winter league baseball stuff going on. So, you know, some of these guys are, they're getting 
on the field right now. So we are getting some eyes on them. Uh, so I'm going to try and look at some candidates that, you know, maybe the Reds could take uh, from other organizations that may, may fill their needs. I, I think that, you know, looking over all the shortstops that are available, even if it's just going to be somebody who's going to be a backup, um, you know, having that other option, um, you know, instead of maybe, let's say they have a minor league season next year, forcing Jose Garcia to come up if you still feel that he's not quote-unquote ready. Um, especially if it's going to be a, a short-term thing where, you know, you only need a shortstop for two weeks or so. Um, you know, having that guy who is available off of the bench for you that, you know, you're, you're quote-unquote hiding um, as, as the 26th man, that, that, might make, that might make sense. There might be a pitcher out there, um, you know, who, you know, I mean, the Reds just picked up Jeff Hoffman last week. Uh, who could kind of fill that role where maybe he's a swingman starter slash reliever, um, you know, who pitched at one of the alternate sites. So we're going to we're going to kind of look over a lot of that stuff uh, over the next week or so, because the rule five draft is let's see, it is actually in one week. So um, and then at Red Lake Nation, well, lots of hot stove stuff, hopefully. All righty, Doug, I appreciate you so much for coming on, sir. And we look forward to having you back on again. Well, thank you for having me on. It was fun. That's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Reds podcast this week. Coming up next week, we're going to take a look back at the tenure of Kirk Casale and celebrate the accomplishments that he had in a Reds uniform. Also, we'll take a look at some Throwback Thursday stuff and more. That's all coming up next week on the Locked On Reds podcast. You're not going to want to miss any of it. The best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. But that'll do it for us here. Now, tell your smart device to play the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball Podcast, and I will talk to each and every one of you next week. Let's go, Reds. Hey. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.